Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Man. Shit is crazy, y'all. Like, what am I gonna do? I gotta find a new job. It's just buggy. Got rent. What the fuck? Hi, I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, and this is the first in a series of what we're going to call In the Kitchen. In the Kitchen. Yes, I'm very excited to do this. We welcome with us Mateo Rodriguez. How's it going, guys? All right, and as always, we're joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, people? How are we all doing out there today? Listen, this is going to be very fun. This guy's a nut. I'm excited. So in the kitchen, we'll capture people passionate about food, sharing their story while preparing a dish. So you cooking for us? Yeah, man, <laughs> cooking for us. The kitchen will be the the backdrop, and it'll represent a space where you're most comfortable. So I'm grateful for you being here, Mateo. Thank you, thank you. But I'm a little disappointed. Oh, uh, listen, I hate to bring this up. But there's no walrus in here, bro. I was expecting the walrus. Uh, oh, man. Listen. <laughs> so, a little backstory. Yeah, what is that? Um, <laughs> I was expecting to see it, bro. I'm definitely going to order one. Okay. So, I don't know how we came up about being punk. Not punk, but just being dominated, right? Okay. Or beating the hell out of somebody. Asserting and, dominance, bro. Yes. Okay. Can you I imagine got you. being beat with a walrus penis bone? <laughs> what? And hold on, you got to give him some biology, man. So the male, it's a solid piece. It's a of solid piece of bone. bone. Yes. Marlon didn't believe me, and he goes, "Oh, I remember this. I was telling Marlon that I wanted to go head up with a walrus. He's like, listen, you don't stand a chance.'" <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I was like, but if I came back to my village with his piece, and he's like, what do you mean? And I started explaining it to him. He later on did his own research, and he's like, look at this. <laughs> and there was one on eBay for like 600 bucks. They're expensive. Okay. And I told him, I was like, listen, if you take out an intruder with that, I was like, think about it. So, oh, it's an NBC. I like can that. Can you imagine the story? Yeah. Being with his walrus. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. There's a there's a site that has them. They're all framed up and everything. I'm gonna get one. That's gonna be my, my animal trophy right there. And here's like the added bonus. You bring someone over. They're like, "What is that?" You just conversation kinda, for you days. Know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Without you imply without implying. Yeah. Oh, that's, you're all the way in. <laughs> 
Let's uh, let's turn the wheel somewhere else. Oh, no, thank you guys. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Some memory on you. I can't believe you remember that. It's like what, an elephant. What exactly are you making for us today? So, I didn't know what to do, and I was like, you know what? Let's not complicate things. It's two guys in the kitchen. Now you know, three guys. well, three guys in the kitchen. <laughs> But my mindset went, let's just keep it simple. Meat, potatoes. Okay. Let's uh, let's do my take on it. And here we are. So I have a bone and ribeye. I've got some potatoes soaking right now that I've uh, French fried. And about 15 minutes, all the starch is going to, not all the starch is going to be gone, but that's why I soaked the potatoes, uh, eliminate most of the starch. And... Oh, I'm gonna roast some uh, some peppers too. What I like to call fake vegetables, but fake vegetables. You oh, know yeah. I love veggies, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> but you roast some peppers with some olive oil. That's not vegetables anymore, man. That's just candy. All right. Well, I'll eat some candy too. <laughs> candy, I like candy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because you have a fryer set up. Mm-hmm. You have the. Uh, did you salt and pepper it? Or just pepper? Yeah, just salt, pepper, and then I took some of this dark soy sauce. Okay. And just did a couple dabs on each side, just not to overpower it. Did you crush the pepper, or? Yeah. Oh, they, oh okay, I didn't see that. It was a The a grinder. Meal. Okay, you mm-hmm. got the grinder. Fantastic. How'd you get into cooking? Well, I started this journey when I was 16, and I was getting into a lot of trouble, and my dad's like, you need a job. Okay. Not to sound like Craig's dad, but he definitely... <laughs> he gave you the Craig? He gave me... Craig. Craig. <laughs> you need a job. <laughs> and he worked at this restaurant in Boca called Massimo's. And in Massimo's, they, um, they really didn't know what to do with me, so... What they usually do at most restaurants, they stuck me in the kitchen. So that's how it all started. You gravitated to cooking naturally or? Actually, yeah. Um, When my parents came here from Brazil, I I had to essentially babysit myself. So my mom's like, listen, don't burn the kitchen down. But uh, if you're hungry, you need to figure it out. What age is this? (laughs) Okay, no, don't answer that. Let's uh, let's not put anyone in a in a bad light, but uh, that's, it was different back then. Come on now, you know how man, it was. My mom's Brazilian, man. She don't care. She'll do it all over again. <laughs> so she had cookbooks, and a lot of the things um, that I followed were just by pictures. So I'll just look at the picture and try to mimic it. Okay. And I had the fear of burning down my house, yeah, see, not because of fire and death, but my mom's beating. That's was, right. That's how it should be. That was, that was, imagine having like a crazy head chef, like, hey! Okay. <laughs> that's an interesting start. <laughs> but that's how it all started, man. It was just, a, I, I wouldn't call it survival, but I was hungry. Okay. And I knew what I liked at that age, and I had my own palate and watching my mom cook and i would just try to mimic it so for most kids i know i started with uh eggs and grilled cheese Mm -hmm. what was your start mac and cheese that's a high jump 
Oh yeah. Where you where, how, mac and cheese is kind of complicated. No man. Because cheese doesn't necessarily melt into the macaroni very well, so you got to make that roux first. Listen, it didn't go roux first. It started off in the box. Okay, that's fair. You know, and then I would add my own cheese, but it all started from the box. The box is fire. And then one of my mom's friends. Like the little craft macaroni? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Velveeta. Okay. You know, I didn't discriminate. I'd mix both packets sometimes. Um, but one of my mom's friends, he could cook. And that guy, he's like, listen, he's like, stop eating out of a box. He's the one that really put me on to putting your love into food, okay. you know, putting your energy into food, you know, as opposed to just eating chemicals, just willy-nilly like you know i'm just gonna eat this whatever all right i appreciate you talking to us but mm -hmm. uh get to cooking man <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's do this i got you so we're taking out oh very uh we have the cast iron skillet in the oven hot hot heating up why do we put the cast iron skillet in the oven well when we do that, we get an even heat throughout the entire pan. Most people think that cast iron heats up uh, easily, but it doesn't. Mm -mm. It, it has pockets of uh, of hot spots that when you when you heat it in the kitchen in the uh, oven, it gets uh, even heat and it holds heat very well for the most part, especially when it gets going on the stove. Okay. What are you grabbing over there? Well, I got a medley of peppers here, some sweet peppers. Okay. And, on the peppers. You know what? I was going to put them in the oven, but I think I'm just going to blister them. Okay. Just uh, just for time's sake, you know. So we need to turn the oven off then? Yeah, I'm going to turn uh, the oven off. We need that. And then we have a fryer going. Is that... Uh, it's almost... It's, it's going to be... A it's almost hot. It's do almost you, there. Do we need a thermometer? Ooh. Marlon, I am impressed with this kitchen you've got here, man. Dude, I love to cook, brother. Just don't burn yourself. We are almost at... Let's see, it's going. Oh, we're there. Okay. We can start frying. But we got to dry off these fries first. Okay, just take your time. Perfect. Most ingredients are like an artist medium. So what's your favorite medium to to, uh, as an ingredient, you know, all my vegans, please cover your ears. But I like protein, meat, especially meat. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, what would be your medium? I'm a carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> Danny just immediately interjects. <laughs> you know, um. That's a good question. I, I do, for me, I like cooking things that take me 40 minutes or less. So my medium is more of time. Oh, okay. So, I understand the question now. Well, no, your question, and you answered it uh, correctly, for sure. But I just don't eat as much meat as I used to, if any. But I'm gonna try this. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't 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 <laughs> tell you give me that side eye for a second. Man. It's okay. I'll eat it immediately. It's fine. I didn't invite you here to be somebody else. You saw that look he gave me. I'm gonna get that Brazilian necktie. I'm like, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> and um, 
I'd like to, I guess, go more in depth with that, uh, with that question then. I would say then fresh would be my first and foremost. Mm-hmm. That'd be my medium, whatever it may be. Um, either if I'm cooking protein, vegetarian, vegan, whatever it may be, I want fresh. I want to go to a farmer's market. I want to pick something up and I want to cook right then and there. Yeah. Um, growing up, essentially around food and the restaurant industry, there's one, I guess you could say like foundation of... I wouldn't even say foundation, just structure that I really admire, and it's the way sushi restaurants are ran, and that's fresh food prepared right then and there. You eat, you leave. Mm -hmm. There's no song and dance. There's no foreplay. There's just fresh quality food made right in front of you, prepared right in front of you, and you're off. That's it. So I've kind of stuck with that motto. Okay. You are an aspiring restaurateur, and uh, so I have two questions. Sure. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> you have one question? <laughs> no, they have a follow-up. I mean, we just did a, a show on the restaurant dream, and we just, I think it was maybe last week or two weeks ago, right? It came out two weeks ago. It came out two weeks yeah. ago. And uh, we did talk about this, you know, a lot of people who have a recipe or love to cook, have a passion for food, then open up a restaurant, and that's kind of, you know, very, uh, very risky, put it that way. So we outlined the pitfalls of opening up your own place. Pros, cons. Exactly. You live your dream. Okay, don't let him discourage you. Uh, I'm not exactly a dream stealer. <laughs> no, not at all. And this is uh, something that's been presented... You know, I've had my own internal dialogue a few times, and and remember, you have two sous chefs here, so you can orchestrate to get uh, to absolutely. Get going. If you, uh, Danny, you know what? Let's put Danny to work, bro. Yeah, let's let's Danny, let's get going oh, over no, here, I'm bro. Messy, Do your thing. Okay. I want you to uh, husk them babies. What does that mean? That means okay, I got it. Pee, pee. <laughs> Danny Hangback, bro. The, yeah, Danny Hangback. I got the, um, we're doing it. We're doing the garlic. So I mean, I, I haven't find, I had an idea what you were saying, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's gonna hus. He's gonna peel them for me. Okay. So you're using these big words. <laughs> okay. H U S. All you had to say was you gotta peel them. I was like, sure, all right. No so problem. I'm gonna give you my. You gonna pick some basil for you? I can pick some basil. I'm gonna give you my that sage. Oh, okay. Whatever the green stuff. The <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to formulate a thought when I got Danny in the back of my neck calling this basil. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a couple of uh, uh, sprigs of uh, sage out. Okay. To, um, so I'm gonna baste uh, the steak after I sear it. And as I'm basting it, the sage and garlic, even as this, all I'm going to just do is just do a quick little smash on the garlic to open it up. I don't want it a, a dominating uh, garlic flavor, but. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm just going to glace, just as when I flip it the second time. Gotcha. Going back to the uh, restaurant question, I want to, first I want to start off with something like your home. 
and I want to invite people over. And when I mean people, random. Do like a Facebook event. You come over. I cook. You sit down. You eat. If you want to pay me, you pay me what you think that meal is worth. And, sweet dear man. And that's going to be my... Your gauge? I wouldn't even call it a gauge. Uh, that's where I'm going to really see if I've got the passion to really deal with other people's feelings, emotions, critiques. Okay. Do I have the gumption to do this? Like, let, let, Let's say I set it up every other day or every other Sunday. So you're doing a pop-up? Yeah. Okay. I want to keep that pop-up vibe and... Like I said, fresh. Whatever's in season, I want to rally it up, throw it up event on uh, on Facebook. And that'll be, I don't know if that'll be my watershed moment where I, I, I pull the trigger and take out a loan or I find a partner or I just take out my own money. Okay. Well, when I first met you, you were um, talking about doing the first spot. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was one of... A uh, foe. Oh, okay. But it's pho. <laughs> Danny again. <laughs> Danny again. Yeah, it's, it looks like pho, but it's pronounced pho. P-H-O? Yeah. P-H-A-T? That's pho. Pho show. <laughs> I'm getting that pho show. Yeah, I get it, but, um, you know, it's like kind of like the euro and gyro thing. Okay, fine. You know? Fine, fine, because I call it a euro. I get it now. I mean, I call it whatever. I mean, I think in, in this day and age, nobody's going to stop you when you say faux, you know, as long as you're ordering. And that's right up your alley. That's fresh. Exactly. Simple and... Call what you need. I'm looking for my olive oil right here. All right. Um, there's something about going back to the uh, sushi structure foundation. It works because you can control... You hear that sizzle? Oh, that sounds sexy right here. You Doesn't can, that sound sexy? Oh, you can sexy. control <laughs> your quality. And you can control the product and you can control the pace. That's why I really enjoy that structure. Okay. So if I were to open something up, even if I'm preparing something like right now, it's going to be small. 10 seats, 15 tops. Yeah. I want to control... But it's going to be you sit, you eat, you leave. You know, the the show's not going to be the the waiter. It's going to be a kitchen, you, yeah. a center island, me preparing, serving. The interaction will be whatever journey I take your palate on. So have you ever? Um, this sounds like a TV show. I like it. We have to maybe have to drill into that. Help <laughs> him out with that. Have you ever heard of the sushi sushi nas? Mm -mm. It's a it's a spot in New York City that's very much like what you are uh, talking about. So I haven't been there. Full disclosure, it's a little bit on the expensive side, but I definitely want to go. And um, that's just more than digging into the things you guys hearing. So um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's my kitchen, so I know where everything is. I'm just handing you the tongs for your steak. And uh, sushi Nas is basically the the chef. At his table, it's a Jap Japanese spot, mm -hmm. and it has eight tables. Okay. I mean, eight, sorry, eight uh, eight, eight seats. seats. Right. So kind of like a, like a Benihana kind of style, but different? 
uh, different because it's basically it's him rolling sushi, uh, sushi okay. all that stuff. Gotcha. And there might be a little cold, cold pot for if he's going to flame and sear mm -hmm. something, but it's very intimate and it's he he prepares about 18 different styles of sushi oh, wow. that comes in straight from Japan. He orders it, you know, it flies in and he, he does that whole thing. And it's a few hundred dollars per person, not including liquor. And it's a small place. And then there's another room that's only, I think, about five seats in there. And it's, it's a little bit less because you're not with the owner, uh, Nas. I forget his name. Uh, it's, Nas is short for something. But it's a really, really is cool it, concept. Is it spelled like N-A-S, like Nas, like a rapper? Uh, no, N-O-S, N-O-Z. Oh, okay. Um, Sushi Nas. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, Maximo, I forget his name, but I uh, didn't really put it to memory. And uh, it's one of the places I really want to go. I think it would be a nice, nice spot. I and uh, it's along the uh, a more upscale version of what you're talking about. Well, this inspiration came from this documentary I saw called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Okay. And this man has dedicated his life to per just perfecting sushi in Japan. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, his restaurant, it's inside like a subway station. <laughs> but you cannot get a seat. I think you we're we're talking uh six, seven, eight a year in advance. Wow. And his sous chefs or you know, his underlings, you've got guys who aren't even allowed to touch, like let's say making the egg. They've been making rice, just rice, for four years. Wow. You're on rice. <laughs> you don't even touch fish, you know? Mm. Yeah, and it's that to me, there's a reason why people gravitate towards that because you can taste that energy, you know, fresh, dedicated, right then and there. There's no, again, going back to foreplay, there's no, uh, there's no foreplay to it. It's just food. Ooh, that looks really good. Oh, can you guys smell this through the mic? Because I am like smelling it through the mic. Or give you a visual of it, though. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems like you're into love for food. Oh, he loves his food. I think it's the, the last bastion of people sitting down and getting along. You That's know, true. you sit down, you feed somebody, you can have a conversation. I had I had a conversation of a text with um, with a friend of ours, and she said, "Oh, Matilda said you're coming over and uh, and you're doing a he's doing a podcast. What do you need, my man? Just a spoon. And uh, big spoon, small spoon. A big spoon. Big spoon. A decent one. <laughs> and um, and she was um, sharing our." Uh, a mutual admiration for you and your passion for food. So, um, yeah, definitely you have that reputation. So that's why I definitely wanted to have you on. So, I know it's a little awkward cooking in somebody else's kitchen, but I appreciate you. It looks like you're doing a great job. It does look delicious. The mom doesn't want it because it's meat, so it's okay. I'll take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't belittle my choices, son. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say a word. You know, my curiosity is peaked. Who, who is this? Who are you talking to? 
Oh, it was Monica. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at with food, dreams, progression, and how, how this all came about. Um, I don't normally eat like this. Like I said, I, I thought they would have just been appropriate, just two males here to, to serve them a hunk of beef. Okay, so you don't normally eat like this. There's, we, we just had uh, Thanksgiving. If you were to curate your own Thanksgiving dinner, what would that be like? He did curate his own Thanksgiving, actually. You did? So, so why don't you tell us what's on your menu? I think that's a good All right, idea. so it was, it was a special day because uh, my parents met my fiancé's parents for the first time. So... I had to kind of put on the chef hat a little bit, but I had my mom to help. So we did more of a uh, Brazilian style Thanksgiving. We, um, we made this uh, cheese bread we call ponche queijo. We cooked a lot of meat. I, uh, I did a ham myself, rice, beans. Um, God, what else did we have on there? We had like this Brazilian style stuffing. It was a production. What is Brazilian style stuffing anyway? Man, ask my mom. I don't oh. even know how to. I, that's her her take on it. I'm kidding. Uh, it's called sal picão, which is man. How can I uh, describe this without uh? Now I know how those people felt in Goodfellas when they were taken up to jail. <laughs> <laughs> When he was slicing up, oh, the, uh, he was slicing up the garlic, and he was, the and he was, and they were pan frying the freaking. Uh, Just leave it here. Leave it there. Ah, uh, feel like I'm in a Scorsese movie right now. <laughs> That's funny. But so, uh, so is it your Brazilian roots? Uh, why you're into the meats? Definitely in your blood. But not to sidetrack you, but so the salpicon is. A those candied peppers smell phenomenal too, people. Hope you guys can smell that. That's the sizzling right in the background. I would. The best way to describe it, it's like a Brazilian style ca casserole. They take the, you know, those potato sticks, those like picnic sticks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay, everyone's got their own take, their own recipe on it. But they throw in some meat in there, some veggies, some mayonnaise, and then that's it's phenomenal. And. It was interesting to see her parents' reaction because there was a lot of food. It was a lot of new food, a lot of new flavors. Mm. So that that product that brought a smile to my face. Did they love so it? Of course. It, yeah. Uh, so your fiance's uh, parents aren't they like? Uh, They're Russian. Okay. And so Russia and Brazil come together. Right. That's uh, that's my friend. A that's a soup. Made for the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know how. That's a really good way of describing that. A suit is definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, man. And uh, so we're almost done with the blistered peppers. We're gonna fry some potatoes right now. We're fry to some potatoes. The steak is resting. Yes. And uh, so we're almost done. Now oh, uh, my stomach is like, yeah. <laughs> Assuming that you're on a deserted island, what is the one food that you can eat every day? Oh man. Every day? Every day. 
without consequence, like bio, like biological harm. Hey, there's no boat coming for you, bro. You just gotta survive. I'm right there with Danny, man. Meat. <laughs> Either it be fish, crab, man. It just just meat. Okay, so you seem to enjoy the meat. What what cut of meat is your favorite? I'm a big bone and ribeye guy. Ooh, okay, that sounds delicious. So I feel the love because that's what you brought for. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, you're a fillet guy. If you have to do a nice cut of steak, right? No, I I fillet is like maybe second or third for me. Okay. I, well, here's the thing. When I did eat meat, I'm a ribeye person because gotcha. I feel I love the fat. As far as flavor is concerned, mm -hmm. and people—that's what, what turns people off about it. But meat isn't perfect, you know. Yeah. Fillet for me needs help. It needs either a ton of seasoning or it needs a sauce. I like the fact that it is nice and easy to cut, mm -hmm. but it's not my favorite. See, I, I like a simple fillet with just some salt and some that's that that sea salt and that grinded pepper on it. Mm -hmm. You get a little going, but I when I have a filet, it has to have a seafood option, whether it be a crab cake or a scallop or something like that. Okay. I'm a big surf and turf kind of guy. Okay. I love the surf and turf. So you're saying filet can't stand on its own? I mean, of course it can. Okay. But I, I like to have it with a little seafood remnant over there. Well, it's usually always a smaller portion with a filet. Yeah, exactly, because it's so small. Eight, ten ounces. Exactly. Yeah, this, this, this is a cut of beef right here. That's, okay? that's a pound of... Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... that's uh, yeah! That's uh, that's hefty right there. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the real deal. Okay. If and, I'm on, and Marlon, Danny, if you're on a desert island, not a well, a deserted island, I should say. I mean, obviously, you don't get the option when you're on a deserted island. So you, you 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 get what you can get. No, you're getting your option. What can you eat every day? The one thing. That's gonna sound. I don't know. Well, thanks for playing. <laughs> 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 I've never seen a guy hypnotized with food right now. His uh, eyes has not it. left that steak. <laughs> that is true. You can't uh, even talk right now. I could do steak all the time. I could do chicken. Um, I know it sounds redundant in, in the whole stereotypical way. Yeah. Um, but uh, chicken's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I would be a carnivore. You know, steak, a meat. A continuous meat that was on the island, if it was steak or chicken, I'd be okay. And then if I can go into the ocean and go grab what I need every once in a while to kind of expand my palate, I'd be okay. Bro, this I guy, we asked you one food. This guy <laughs> opened up a restaurant on an island, know. bro. You put me on the island, so I just, I just went around and did what I wanted to do. You suck at answering questions, my friend. <laughs> but I'm going to start growing peppers. I'm going to get some uh, pineapples imported. <laughs> but here's the thing, and something that you'll, you'll agree with me, Marlon, as, as well as you, Danny, you know, you are what you eat. You keep eating meat, your personality's going to change, whether you like it or not. You need to eat clean. Yeah, you do. And when I mean eat clean, be a normal human being. Get some vegetables in your diet. You do. You, eat you know, veggies. get some good grains. Well, that's going into a whole other thing, where... My current beliefs on meat are, it's not, I don't think meat is terrible. Mm -hmm. I just don't think we're really meant to eat it in any quantities. So with meat, it doesn't necessarily get out of your system as, as quickly as it should. And then you're getting into uh, putrefaction of food that's left in your body. And right. chemically, that's going to affect your health. That's going to affect your overall personality. personality and everything. So chemically, we are what we eat. Like you said... 
and we are going to end up um, reacting certain ways and, and food is medicine so it can also be poison I really really don't I really believe that to be able to to be and feel your best you have to eat food that is gentle for you that is, that is easily assimilated into your bodies and will nourish you in an electrical and a chemical way instead of taxing you as, as how much resources we don't have enough of the uh, acids in our bodies to break down food uh, meats as efficiently as we do other things we're just not designed for it and that's the internal conflict I have when I do prepare something like this where I know it, it's just not good for you I'm cooking for taste I'm not cooking for betterment you know so that there's this uh, but everything in moderation is okay I agree I feel moderation is like the key the way I started was I was having, I was buying the filet, but I was getting a small piece and I was cutting it in half. So it's a, I'm able to have that taste and I feel like I can work with that in my body much, much easier than eating a pound of meat. So, right. you know, but that's it. So what would you want to be, what would you want to have on that, that island? What I'd want to or what I like? Both. <laughs> okay, so... My food that I can eat every day is pizza. Pizza has cheese on it, and I, I didn't I expect to, that. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I did not. Yeah, expect he just went that. from on this whole healthy kick and talk about some well, some Ninja Turtle pizza on me. That's the, <laughs> ten minutes late, dude. That's the, that's the duality of it. I mean, I uh, I do love it, but I, I try not to eat dairy. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't really drink milk. I, I substitute the milk with a lot of things. But if uh, once in a while something happens and I end up eating a, a bit of cheese, that's fine for me. So, but that's me on a deserted island. What I would want to eat, or obviously you know that I'd want to be healthy, but what I can eat, I could eat rice and beans all day, yeah. every day. Okay. You know, just as survival food and things like that. So... It's a, it's a challenge. Stick to your ribs. <laughs> um, it's just easy eating. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's delicious. It's easy eating. Uh, I think other things uh, will be, in answering that question, I, I think of, what will I not be sick of? I could match the rice. Yeah, I could do the match because I have a, a delicious family bean recipe. Mm -hmm. And it goes with a simple white rice. And nice. It's, it's so delicious. It's so delicious. Um, and I can eat that. We, as kids, we ate it all the time. Yeah. I mean, just my whole life. It, it was always in the fridge. Um, it's, it's on the Spanish side of my family, so whenever I went to my grandfather's house, I knew there was rice and beans in the fridge, and I would just, whatever meat they had, I could pair it up with that, and it didn't matter. Yeah. So whether it be fish, or whether it be steak, or pork, or chicken, it didn't matter. The rice and beans went with it well. It, it does. And how are the fries coming? Fries are almost done. You know, usually it takes about four minutes for the fries to, to get ready, but I anticipated this. Um, I think it's going to be around like seven or eight minutes for these fries to, to get ready. That's fine because the steak is resting Yeah. and Mateo is now putting rosemary into the fry oil, which I've never seen that technique before. Where'd you learn that bad boy? And it smells good. It does smell good. I, where was I? I was at home. I had ingredients. I had french fries, rosemary, leftover truffle oil. And I said, why not? And does that, uh, well, obviously, but I have to ask, does that impart the uh, flavor into the oil? Yes. And you'll get 
You want, when you do put the rosemary in here, when you do fry it, kind of want to submerge it in there so they're not all just sitting at the top. You kind of want to mix it in there like this. That's some stuff I've never even heard of. So I noticed you put it in halfway through. It's supposed to be the last 30 to 45 seconds. Okay. So when you do serve the fries, it just pulled it out. The, you're gonna get a nice aromatic, okay. and you can eat it, and it'll complement the crunch with the fry. You're not gonna get two different textures, you know. Gotcha. But we're almost ready. Is it, uh, the timing there? Did we put too many potatoes in there? We, we sure did. did. <laughs> That's what threw it off. That's what definitely threw it off. It dropped the the oil temperature, and we're we're almost at eight minutes right now. Okay. I'm gonna pull them soon. See, that's that's one of my issues when I when I cook for scale. I don't really realize um, the volume can drop temperature, whether yeah. it's in the oven. Oh yeah. Or uh, so two oven stories. One when uh, I used to cook for poker. Mm -hmm. Right. We all took turns yeah. on a poker knife. I get in there. Those are some like, good meals, okay, potato. You would have loved it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make uh, some roasted chicken in the oven. Okay, I usually make one chicken, so you timed it 10 for that. guys, I timed it for that, multiply mm -hmm. like a couple chickens, I should be good. Whoa, temperature wasn't high enough for all those birds. I didn't have room, and it, it just didn't work. It just did not work, so that was my first lesson. Second lesson was in baking. Uh, so the new, the new spot, they used to do family dinner. Mm -hmm. And so that was on a Saturday before we got into uh, our shift. Okay. And uh, guy looks at me, he's like, next week you're bringing dessert. I'm like, okay, I could do that. I'll make my famous pineapple upside down cake. That is my, that is my. Your jam. That's my jam. I love it. Uh, that's my favorite cake. So anybody wants to please me, make me a pineapple upside down cake, I'm there. I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I'm cooking for volume. I'm gonna make a couple cakes. Yeah. Oh boy, no bueno. I don't have a forced air oven. So the temperature wasn't enough for the amount of cakes that were in there. I had seasoned my cast iron pan the night before and forgot foil on the bottom layer of the, uh, of the bottom rack. And that changes the dimensions of the uh, of the oven. You back to the future yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that experiment did not go it right. Did not go right. Basically, I ended up boiling the cake instead of uh, baking it, and it was a disaster. Yada yada yada. Before work, I had to go to uh, a cake shop, buy three cakes. Hundred bucks. I'm down seventy five dollars before I made a dime. I couldn't show up with nothing. <laughs> He probably sold them on the upside down cake. He was all in. No, they didn't have that. But I got some exotic cakes, and I was off and running. And yeah, so I'm down the ingredients for my pineapple upside down cake, and I was I was in for three cakes. But that just goes back to what I was saying. Just be prepared. Right now, fries are still not done. It's supposed to be done in four minutes. We're we're at ten minutes, and it's well, still raw inside. But that's one thing I always tell people when they get discourage with cooking like oh but this or baking with that take your time cool down just anticipate it but with baking there's not much room to it's, it's there's no and science. there's no flair to it there's no oh, i'm gonna add a little bit more salt no don't 
You know when you can add more salt when you've made it like 50 to 100 times? Yes. Then you know that you, that you, you can have some leeway. But I'm sorry for stepping on your, on your answer there. You're not, you're not stepping on anything. Um, I think most of all, when it comes to cooking, just like even you going to the store and grabbing the pineapple cake, that's just love, man. Like, you know, I am not showing up empty-handed. You can't. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling through. <laughs> and I wasn't going to Publix either. <laughs> I wasn't getting no sheet cake from Publix. So I went to uh, Storks. Ooh. Oh, okay. He did. He went fancy. He, he did spend some money. Yeah, he did. I mean, croissant time. I had just started. You, what was I supposed to do? I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> croissant time would have been a... Uh, a good um have you been there you've been to croissant time no i haven't it's right by my house yeah i know croissant time is man they've they've got some tasty tasty treats mm. whenever you want to indulge one day you you definitely deserve it well thank you so much for us uh you coming to us with uh your own fryer because that's one thing i don't have uh, I did ask you if you needed anything, and you came with your own uh, cast iron pan and everything. That and wasn't the, big enough. And the funny story is, you were going to put the uh, steak in it, <laughs> and the steak's bigger than the pan. Yeah. You came with the omelet pan. He did. <laughs> I got to make fun of you, bro. <laughs> but thank you. This is our first in a series of uh, In the Kitchen. We're going to do this um, throughout the uh, second season. Yeah. This I like the second season. Yeah, you guys are on the second season. Congrats! Yeah, um, we're, we're breaking it up by year. So um, we did our, our year anniversary uh, two or three shows ago, and uh, we wanted to do something a little bit different for our audience. And and you, the audience, we thank you so much. I communicate with people on Instagram at uh, the Modern Way to Podcast. People write me there all the time. I'm grateful for the community. People also reach me at via email. Um, the modern waiter at gmail.com. We have uh, Mateo. Thank you so much. We're gonna finish up these fries. He's currently gonna slice the. Uh, oh, you're gonna slice it now. All right, slice the steak. So you're not gonna hear us eat the food. He's gonna take pictures of it, hopefully. Yes, I find that part of it a little awkward, and you know, but I will take lots of pictures for you. So I'm Marlon Joseph, the modern waiter. I'm Danny Nabilla. And we'll see you next time subscribe, on the modern subscribe, waiter podcast. Subscribe, people. Say peace, Mateo! Peace! cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented 
They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.